You're listening to Dumb Down Tech, where we break down tech concepts and we go back to the basics. I am here today with Andrew Cohen. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Andrew Cohen. I'm signing through an interpreter named Kelly Brittingham. I want to thank her for her time and willingness to volunteer and interpret for me today. So we really appreciate it, Kelly. Uh, my myself, I'm a software engineer for a company called Vanguard. It's an investment company, and I am deafblind. Let me emphasize: I am legally deafblind. That does not mean that I am completely 100% blind, but I am legally deafblind. That's an interesting background. So now, obviously, technology plays a big role in your life. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That's a good question. The first time I was exposed to technology was around five years old. My father bought me this huge computer that literally took over half the basement. It was huge. And when I sat down, my father in his lap, and I kept saying, oh, what is this, Dad? What is that, Dad? What is this, Dad? I got really excited. And I realized how much I can interact with technology. And I thought, well, in the future, wow, how is it going to look in the world? And how am I going to be able to interact with these people? The input and the output. And I realized at that point that the world was going to change in the future because of technology. That was my first time, I guess, when the bug bit me, basically, with technology. And little by little over the years... I kept feeding that desire or more of that passion in technology, and I decided to make that my career path. And the rest is history, basically, as they say. So were you always interested in technology as a career path? Ironically, originally when I was a child, I wanted to become an actor, ironically. But as I got older, I had to grow up a little bit and I guess basically smell the roses. The biggest reason I enjoyed problem solving because of logic, science, etc. And with computer, it makes it easier to work with compared to people most of the time because the communication is easier. It's more accessible when you use a technology. In addition to technology and making it more accessible to the world around me, if I'm able to make a difference in one aspect, I can make a difference in other aspects as well because of technology. So how does technology help you communicate with other people? Because that's a great question. That is a really great question. One thing I love about technology, it's continually evolving over the years. Not only has it become better, it's become also easier. It's more integrated into our daily lives. It's not consistent and it's constantly changing. Maybe the best thing, I guess the most thing I enjoy about technology is to really answer your question specifically many different ways to communicate. For me personally, I use, I guess, technology to set up video relay service, VRS. That is a similar concept to using uh, FaceTime or Zoom where I can see the interpreter. The interpreter would hear me or see me and the other person on the other end I would be able to talk to and vice versa. It's basically a triangle. So it's from me to them and them to them and then back and forth. Another is Basically, text messaging or IM messaging back and forth, whether using a computer or a phone, even email, we can communicate. And that's really made a big difference. Mode of communication for myself. But 
again, with that technology, it reduces the barriers of communication. I don't have to, I don't have to spend a lot of money and bring a live person and it doesn't cost a lot. It's affordable. All I need is my laptop or for my phone, either one. And it makes it work for me and it's accessible. Does technology help people who don't know American Sign Language, also known as ASL, communicate with you? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I grew up bilingual, both ASL as well as English. Obviously, I can't sign to the laptop. One day, maybe I can do that. Some companies are trying to work on that, trying to figure out how to use artificial intelligence to read my sign and be able to relay that information based on what I'm signing. But we'll see what happens in the future. However, using a computer has got to be able to convert it into English by typing my message or emailing it. However, when I'm using video relay services, VRS, where you have the interpreter watching me and I'm watching them and we can see each other and they're able to translate what I'm signing into spoken language or spoken English. And we go back and forth to whoever we're talking to, ASL to English, English to ASL. How have the advances in technology affected your ability to do your job? Good question. As I mentioned before, technology is constantly evolving. It went from simple typing emails to simple words and processing and printing. That was, you know, everyday life. But now, so many programs and automations and artificial intelligence and various aspects of technology now, it's actually become complicated as well. So technology had to evolve and I had to keep up myself with that evolving aspect of technology to make sure my skills were able to continue to accommodate the new technology that was coming out and the new demand that was coming out. So I had to be able to accommodate that aspect. Sometimes it was a challenge. Other times it was pretty easy. It really depended on what was expected. One good example I'll give you. The company I worked for recently announced a new feature where we can reset our password with our voice. Now, obviously it's not going to work for me, but I had to figure out how I could adapt. So I realized I could use an app on the phone to talk for me. So I would type it in and run that voice and send it to the computer and was able to recognize that voice and allowed me to reset the password via voicing. Now, of course, you know, I got to be careful about doing that all the time and, you know, always have to experiment to see if things work, but that's how I'm trying to adapt to the new world of technology from an old way to a newer way. How has technology helped your employer be able to work with you, in your opinion? Probably the biggest and best aspects of technology to be able to work with the employer is communication barriers. That's always been an issue. It's always about communication barriers. The reason being that in my career and in the technology world, there's a lot of jargon in technology, very various words that are just wow. And this jargon really becomes complicated. Sometimes the interpreter may not understand or know what that means or what the sign means. They're not aware of it or not familiar with it. That's where I have to actually typing it down in the VRS aspect and sending it to them directly so they know the exact words I am trying to relay or what they mean. And it does make it a lot easier. In addition, believe it or not, another good example of how technology has helped 
ability to communicate is in the world that I'm in, we have a lot of IT engineers from all over the world in different countries, uh, different accents, different dialects, how you pronounce words. And sometimes it's difficult to understand certain aspects, the interpreter or a regular hearing person, whoever it is, it becomes hard. It does become difficult. So typing actually helps as well. And most of us understand English through typing. It's really amazing how much technology has just reduced the barriers and the pains that they come with uh, communication. How have medical providers use technology to communicate with you? I mentioned, now let me back up real quick. So the deaf community, again, let me emphasize deaf community, use video relay services. Now, for doctors, it's very common for doctors and hospitals to use something called VRI, video remote interpreting. The difference between both of them is VRI is in the same room, and you can see both the doctor and the interpreter and myself. For video relay services, it's long-distance communication. That means they may be in another building or another state. The interpreter can't see the other person. It's just the interpreter and myself seeing one another where you can't see the third person involved in the conversation. But VRI tends to be very popular in medical settings. They bring a laptop, they set it up in front of the person, and you got the interpreter sitting there ready to go and do their job, and you'll be able to see the doctor and the patient as well, and they communicate in that way. For, I may say, low vision or blind individuals, Oftentimes, they tend to ask for accommodations ahead of time. Same as deaf. Well, they'll ask for larger print or Braille or having papers ready and accessible for them to be able to read and have access to that information that's going to happen. Whether it's through voicing, somebody's talking, or you know, printed aspects. And that tends to be very easy for a doctor or hospital to provide. It's not too difficult. And with ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act, in addition to ADA advanced one, the recent one they passed with some new uh, changes to the law that require making sure that medical offices are providing the appropriate accommodations. Now, obviously, technology has really advanced over your lifetime. What is one advancement that has really made your life a whole lot easier? Hmm. Think about that. I remember I already mentioned VRS. Instant messaging, video, that's pretty standard. But if I have to think of one here at home, one aspect in technology that has really helped me is a doorbell. And you're thinking, what do I mean by that? A doorbell. We already have technology where the lights will flash or flicker if somebody's knocking at the door. I can't always catch that visually. I'm not able to catch it. I'm not paying attention, I'm zoning out, or I'm in the wrong place. I can't catch anything within my peripheral vision. Instead, I have something uh, such as a watch that I'm using, a watch to let me know that somebody's at the door or somebody pressed the door or somebody's standing near the door. My watch will let me know, my smartwatch will let me know that somebody is there. I can also open up the app on my phone and see who's there, whether it's somebody dropping a box from Amazon or whoever it may be, food delivery. And it really makes a big difference because it's instant. And it's not, I'm not constantly missing that information. So it makes a really big difference having that doorbell. 
That is interesting. What is one technological advance that hasn't yet come to pass that you would like to see come to pass? That is a good question. So related to technology in the past, it used to all be about computers, but now it has evolved into integrating it with biology and chemistry and physics. Technology is starting to become such a broad aspect for everywhere all over the world. And it really depends on what you're specifically talking about. If you're talking about biological perspective, it means obviously the answer will probably be stem cell research. That's where the, you can engineer with technology the DNA aspects of the human or some aspects in that area. To have certain cells help regrow certain things in your eyes to redevelop or your ears to improve or come back. So different areas in biology. But that's one aspect you can do. That's one example. Another one, if you're talking about driving, the first thing will probably be self-driving cars. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Whammo here already. We have Whammo and other vehicles that are te- being test run right now. And that's really exciting. But I don't think it'll be anytime soon yet where a blind person can sit behind the wheel and drive. Not yet. I think that's going to be a bit of a time in the future before that happens. Maybe 10, 15, 20 years. But it's going to happen. I mean, right now, the success rate is about 95%. But understand that 5% is not enough. You want to make it at least 99.999999% to make sure it's safe. Because we're talking about lives, human lives. And we can't risk that. We can't say, oops, sorry, you know, let's try again. That's not really good. You know, you only have one chance. These are human lives you're playing with. So that's another example with that. But it'll happen, but not probably for a while. But self-driving cars have a lot of potential in the future. But not only for cars, but for other types of vehicles. Motorcycles. Just various other vehicles. And there's a lot of possibilities for that aspect in the future. Do you think tech will ever help eliminate barriers for those who aren't yet born and experience some or all of the barriers you experience? (laughs) Scoffing. My wife and I talk about this often, how the kids are going to blow us out of the water. They're just going to take us over overnight. It's going to be crazy within a few years. They're not even finished out of high school and they're already going to know more than us by the time they're five years old because that is how fast technology has evolved over the years. It's ridiculously going crazy. And now we have artificial intelligence or AI that's being included into our daily lives. And AI catches all these things that humans would never really think about or process. It's amazing. Really, to be honest, right now, It's almost impossible to predict what's going to happen in the next few years because by the time we think, oh, I got an idea, it's already been established. Well, that's an old concept. That's old news. Move on. (laughs) I'm really excited to see and learn what's going to happen in the future generation and what they're going to do so they can actually teach me at some point. I literally look forward to that. Awesome. Well, it's been great having you. And do you have anything else you want to share before we go? Really, thank you for having me here. And I want to thank again the interpreter, Kelly. We have enjoyed you listening today. And we'll be back again next week. Today's Dumb Down Tech was sponsored by Corporate Design Solutions. To learn more, 
please visit their website at corpdesignsolutions.com or feel free to give them a call at 702-350-1000.